what I've come to realize that people are standing in is a lot of dis-ease because there's just so many habits that we have that we hold and um, they're they're leading a lot of us into a place where we don't feel well. And so really um, the Synergy Thrive, my whole thing is about thriving because you're making a synergy between the pillars of wellness. And Mm -hmm. what I view as the pillars of wellness are the synergy and connection that's really feeding off of each other between your mind and your body, your gut, your brain, and your spirit. So that all of these things have an integral piece to be able to connect together and make you feel good. Like get into a place where you're actually waking up really feeling well, have energy, um, thriving. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you are watching or listening. This is the Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor, and you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that, let's get today's show started. On this episode of the Holistic Monitor, we welcome Kelly Cole, a nurse practitioner and intuitive healer who is passionate about helping women and moms thrive by breaking through blocks and healing at a soul level. With over 17 years of experience in nursing, Kelly understands the importance of addressing the spirit-mind-body-gut-brain connection to achieve optimal health and well-being. Kelly's unique approach to healing, known as the Synergy Thrive Method, combines multiple modalities to achieve holistic wellness. Through her intuitive abilities and expertise, Kelly serves as a guide to help her clients heal themselves from the inside out. Today, we delve into Kelly's journey and learn how to break through our own blocks and achieve greater levels of health and vitality. Tune in to the Holistic Monitor for our informative discussion with Kelly Cole. Uh, Kelly Cole, you're a nurse practitioner with 17 years of experience, and you specialize in women and moms' uh, wellness and mm-hmm. healing at a soul level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you combine various modalities to address the spirit, mind, body, gut, and brain. Mm-hmm. And you're a mom of two. Yes. Is that right? Okay. What what got you started in this whole thing? Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me on today. I'm excited to be here. And um, Glad to have you. Yeah. So essentially, being in the nursing field for a long time. Um, I started in 2004 and I started out working with kids. Um, So in this whole process of working with families and patients, you are intimate, like you're guiding them through traumatic things. You're guiding them through um, really intense events. And I started kind of noticing that it felt like what we were offering was helping, but only to a certain point. Um, 
And it just bothered me. I was like, why are, I feel like the same kids, I see them keep coming in like over and over again. And why, like what's going on and you know, how can we help so that they aren't doing that all the time? And so that was kind of like the beginning of my question. And as my career progressed, um, I became a nurse practitioner. So in the state of Maryland where I live, that's, um, you know, you have your inpatient panel, you write all your orders, like you have an independent, you can have an independent practice. And mm. um, all of the things that I was seeing were interestingly, like a, what I consider to be adult problems. So a lot of diabetes, severe obesity, and blood pressure issues, and so much of this that I was previously seeing in teenagers. And as the years progressed, they actually turned into middle schoolers. And then it was wow. like high end elementary schoolers, like the eight, nine, 10 year olds were coming. And I was like, mm. what is happening? So, yeah. you know, when you start like seeing it firsthand, it just makes you question. It makes you question a lot of things. And right. so that was kind of like the very beginning. Um, you know, fast forward a little bit and the, the job that I had um, ended up in was a pediatric pain management position. Mm. Um, in that, we saw this wide array of a lot of things, but part of that was also um, pediatric oncology. So I was seeing a lot of children who were very ill. Um, and some of our role was palliative care too. So oh. helping them when they were really in the end of their life. Oh. This led a lot of questions. Like then right. you like tie this in, my father got sick right around the same time. And like, hmm. boom, it was like, how many awakenings can you have at the same time? It was like, right. I have a lot of questions. I'm seeing a lot of things. I'm in the middle of all these situations. I'm trying to like support these families with right. this like very intense situation. I'm in my own situation of like having a very sick parent and having a lot of questions, just, you know, why are these things happening? So essentially um, I really needed to dig deeper. I was on more of a search for truth. I wanted to understand the root causes of some of these diseases. I wanted to understand how we as a society and parents could do better as models for our children who then that would lead me into a discovery on not only like from an emotional standpoint, emotional regulation and how your body is dealing with your emotions and your traumas, but then also from spiritual standpoint, like what's going on and is this, you know, how do I feel about all of these things and how do I want my kids to look at the world differently than I did growing up? So that is where I started. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's heavy. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so you got into traditionally uh, with the traditional methods of nursing. Yeah. Doing like symptom care, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and what got you involved in uh, in the medical field in general? Um, you know, I think when I was little, I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, I had an <laughs> uncle who I loved and my uncle was like, Hey, Kelly, um, you know what we need to be? And I was like, what? And he was a physical therapist who had us in practice. And he was like, okay. it doesn't matter. You just need to make okay. a lot of money. And I was like, oh, okay. And this was like in my mind. So right. I was like, I just need to do something. And um, I thought I, I wanted to be a doctor. So I went um, into like the whole medical training. And then when I, when I figured out um, 
I looked at the timeline, which is ironic because I ended up being in school for so much time anyway, right. but I was like, time. I don't want to be in school that long. So um, I started doing nursing and I think that um, my heart is a nurse's heart. I truly like connect to people differently. Um, and I, I'm grateful for that. So I'm grateful right. that I went into the medical field as a nurse and not a physician. I think that was meant to be my path, but um, yeah, that was, I just, I wanted to help people. I wanted yeah. to, to be a healing presence and, um, and to help people. So that was, that was where that started. Okay. And the nursing really is more of a direct contact to the, um, patient client, whereas a physician kind of rolls in, does the, the super stuff. Yeah. Has their writing scripts and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Right. Puts an opinion out, maybe orders things, but the nurse is like kind of maybe running the blood work or, you know, doing the more contact with the, uh, with the at, client. Yeah. And at the bedside for a 12 hour time period where you're intimately getting to know right. what's going on with the family dynamic and what the patient responds to and what their favorite cartoons are and what, how they like to, you know, eat or what they like to drink. And like, you're in it, like you're, yeah. you're deeply in it. Um, down to how many times they need to count before they do, you know, a a move out of the bed or how many Mm. like songs you need to sing before you change their dressing. I mean, that in pediatrics, we're like getting into that level under on the nursing side. So yeah, Yeah. but um, all of that has like made me a better listener, made me a really good um, observer of how things are going in a dynamic and how things are Mm -hmm. playing out. Um, in a room and what fears are there like all of that stuff kind of gets right. absorbed naturally over time when you have like all this experience doing something so it lends itself into a really good role of now i feel like i'm doing more coaching and we're talking like you need those listening skills you need right. those coaching skills and so all of that has kind of naturally led into um what i'm doing now okay so it's good yeah definitely and now did you um were you aware of or were you having any uh, symptoms or any kind of reference from the clients at all? Were you getting kind of you know baggage that you'd bring home or anything like that? Oh, um, yeah. Did you have a system of kind of trying to leave this, leave it in a basket at the door or something like that? Like, uh, yeah. You know. um, I mean, they're always kind of in a needing to compartmentalize when you're in the middle of things. Um, there's also a lot of a lot of um, good things that happen when you debrief with other people that are going through the same stuff. So talking through it, going through all of that kind of, um, what did you think? And did, when they said that, did you think this and, you know, getting the view of someone else. And um, that's always helpful. Just feeling like you have a comrade that you went through that battle with. Um, Very, very valuable. Um, Now, I think that the way that I would continue to like, do you know, shake off some of that is a little bit different, like then, cause I know how to do things a little bit differently. Right. Now I have different methods that I use now that I would guide other people through than I did back at the beginning of my nursing career. I wish I had someone who could have said, Hey, like try this breathing right. method. Hey, mm-hmm. like do, um, do this like body dance, like, you know, all these kind of things that now I think that it's, more um, in people's awareness. And back in the early 2000s, it um, wasn't as 
it's yeah wasn't as right. common that right. could be a whole nother business for you going yeah. in and training <laughs> hey doing some seminars for nurses good idea. and doctors right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what we do we get up and get ideas you know yeah oh that's great and so and that and that drove you to where you're at now so fast forward uh yeah. you developed uh, the synergy thrive method yeah so uh, um essentially what i've come to realize that people are standing in is a lot of dis-ease because there's just so many habits that we have that we hold and um they're you they're leading a lot of us into a place where we don't feel well and so really um the synergy thrive my whole thing is about thriving because you're making a synergy between the pillars of wellness. And mm. what I view as the pillars of wellness are the synergy and connection that's really feeding off of each other between your mind and your body, your gut, your brain, and your spirit. So that all of these things have an integral piece to be able to connect together and make you feel good, like get into a place where you're actually waking up really feeling well, have energy, um, thriving and feeling yeah, well. I love thriving is just a fantastic, uh, it's a great word, you know, yeah. uh, struggle, no thrive. Yes. yes. You know, I just want to have the right way of saying how you're approaching life and where you want to be in the future. So yeah. you, you bring together, uh, the different levels of a person's beingness and uh help all of those elements synergize to yeah. allow the person to thrive is that does it sound yeah. okay exactly what kind, of, what kind of methods or uh what approach do you have when a client uh, comes to you to uh, so, evaluate and you know, move forward with them um well in thinking about it like this is my um this is my framework but we always start with where the people are. So if somebody comes in and they're just like, I don't really know what's wrong with me, but I know that I don't feel good and I feel bloated all the time. And I'm like, okay, great, great place to start. So let's talk about, let's kind of like think about where are we with your gut and start on that path. What I find is that when you start in one area, it touches other things. So if you are starting um, simply saying, I know that I'm going to have a little bit more awareness around how I feel when I eat. I'm not even going to change anything. I'm just going to simply tap into myself and be like, how do I feel when right. I have my breakfast, when I have my lunch, when I have my dinner? And um, a lot of times people start to realize that, you know what, I really don't feel well after I eat this certain thing. Or right. if I change it up and I eat you know, something like eggs in the morning, and I usually have like a bagel, I do feel better. So that's our tip. So we start yeah. small and we literally just meet you where you are. But um, usually what we see is that it starts to affect other things. So as soon as you start tuning in there in one area and start doing tiny steps, it starts to affect everything else. So when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because especially if we start in a place like the gut, your gut is typically the place that is um, holding a lot of power. And we never gave it as much credit as it deserved throughout the years, especially like when I was in nursing school, it was pretty much like your gut, you eat stuff, it absorbs stuff, and then it leaves. Like it wasn't like, you know, 
Oh, yeah, it has a chemical reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like your microbiome <laughs> and it's like full of all of this amazing goodness that directs your, you know, it can literally right. start directing your cravings. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And we don't even know any, everything about it yet. Like it's like insane how much, um, yeah. that is an integral piece. So you are talking about hormone creation. You're talking about dopamine creation, like your feel good hormones. It's, 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 crucial yeah, that you have a healthy that. gut. So right. all of that stuff. And so if you even start like paying a little bit of attention, you'll see that um, you start to sleep a little bit better. Maybe you're eating a little bit differently. If you're paying attention, it can start to like switch up what you're craving, switch up what you're um, feeling like eating. And if you're switching that to something that's in a healthier version, you will start to have a little bit more energy. You will start to feel a little better. But um, we kind of go around the circle of the different things. And so when we're talking about mind versus brain, for instance, when we're talking about your mind, we're really speaking more to, do you have negative thoughts or fears or anxieties that are popping up for you frequently? Let's start to like talk about those, tackle those a little bit. When we're talking about your brain, we're really talking about simply your organ in your head. Like how is it functioning? Are we feeding it good stuff? Are we feeding it like fish and oils and are we feeding it things that it likes? Um, are you sleeping? Okay. Like just simple stuff that we can start the question at a really small place and kind of meet you where you are. And, um, as soon as we start asking those things and just even like tuning into, Oh, I didn't really think about that. Like maybe let's start thinking about that. The shifts are really, um, a domino effect. So, um, as soon as you start feeling a little bit better, you start sleeping a little bit better. What do you know? You feel a little bit less stressed. You're a little bit less inflamed. That means you're maybe not having as much discomfort in your body. Maybe you wake up and you don't have as many aches and pains and your bottoms of your feet don't hurt. Like these things are all going together. Um, and the other thing to think about is even like there's studies that they've done recently where they're showing blood sugar variation. So like how your body is reacting when you eat. And um, it's showing that if you have slept really well, that your blood sugar doesn't spike as high after you have like a normal meal. Like you can have the same exact meal and have like a super crappy night of sleep and your blood sugar is like soaring sky high. Yeah. And, you know, the differences that we're noticing just between something really simple, like getting 30 minutes more of sleeping. Yeah. Um, simple as that too. It's like... easy. Uh, it's easy but it's still difficult in, you know, practice. Like it's like easy yeah. on paper, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's, it's changing, it's changing your habits. So all of that goes together. And um, to me, the, some of the biggest things too, that I see a shift in for people is um, if you start being more open to tapping into your spirituality as well. So um, spirituality and religion are not equal to me. They are right. separate. Um, and I am very clear about that, but the basis of any of that to me, it's like a giant spectrum to me. It can really just start with like gratitude and mm -hmm. holding gratitude, um, being open to loving yourself, being open to receiving love. So many of us are like full of love, but it's all for like everybody else all around us and, some of us, it's, it's, it's hard to like yeah. accept other people's love. It like doesn't feel safe. And so, right, right. you know, when you're in a place where you're 
willing to love yourself enough to start to make some of these shifts, kill some of these like bad thoughts that are happening all the time, like negativity that's circling, you mm -hmm. know, love yourself enough to stand up and be like, I, I deserve better than eating that every day that I shouldn't be eating. I deserve better than to listen to this thought that keeps circling in my mind every day. Some of us are just so programmed to it, used yeah. to it. It's like running in the background. We're not even paying attention to it. So it's literally right. like, not only do we need to like acknowledge it and be like, oh, I didn't want that in my mind all day, but also being in a place where you're willing to love yourself enough to also say, and I deserve not to have that. Right, right. There you go. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's the it's the no factor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. You know, I'm better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm better Absolutely. than that. Sugar sugar addiction is a huge uh it's a oh, huge yeah. addiction. I mean it's just it's in everything. It's um you know, there's natural sugar, artificial sugar, well not artificial, but refined sugars. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems to be one of the main I'd say addictions that I see in people, in myself as well. I have a lot of, uh, I'm battle, I embattle myself in sugar, I, you know, fight it. And I do, I, the same thing, I have a, I feel like I've conquered something when I say, no, I'm good. I'm gonna go with, it's, you know, savory. <laughs> yeah, sweet. well, um, it's know, powerful. It's, yeah, it's a strong driver. And, um, you know, it's a dependency at some level. Um, and then it takes, and therefore it takes quite a bit of discipline to kind of, uh, you know, first you need to, like you said, turn on that bulb of consciousness to be aware mm -hmm. just of the, of the fact that you're putting something that's repetitive maybe inside of your body through eating sugar. Right. Um, you know, oh, I'm always going for ice cream or something like that. Mm -hmm. And just being aware, oh, I'm always going for ice cream. Yeah. Wow, what if I didn't? How would I feel sleeping that night or, or whatever, whatever it might be? Um, but well, that uh, sugar is a big one. That's a, definitely a gut-oriented chemistry change. For sure. And it's know. also brain-oriented. Like for mm -hmm. when they studied that, I mean, it was lighting up the same pleasure centers in your brain that cocaine does. Right. It's yeah. really hitting the same targets and yeah, your body likes it because if yeah. like you're like, heck yeah, I need more of that. Right. Yeah. And it starts early too. Uh, oh. you know, like you were saying with working with kids, yeah. you're seeing things developing earlier and earlier. And I'd say it's probably sugar, you know, um, is a great, in a great way. 100%. And it's all, I mean, that's good grief. That's a whole other million yeah. podcasts probably <laughs> like uh all of the food industry which is purposefully like putting everything in there and gearing a lot of the packaging and the labeling towards younger kids and yeah. it's just mm. um it's like chips and like other stuff that you're like oh there's not sugar in it but th it is like it's just in everything and like artificial yeah. chemicals and um dyes too so just a bunch of stuff that you're like yeah you know, that doesn't make you feel good. You're not, it's like not right. real food. I mean, by the end of the day, by the end of the time, they're like done with it. It's like started out as maybe something, but it's, it's, it's not real food anymore. So it's yeah. insane. But that also goes to the microbiome. Like your, your gut flora will start to change the more that it has, the more that it wants, and it will start to direct the craving to that mm. too. So like you, that same kind of sugar, it's like, not only did they do the taste testing 
so that you have like the one more effect. Like it goes away, the taste in your mouth goes away fast enough that you want to put another one in so quick. Um, So like they do that, it's brain oriented as well. Like that's genius, but terrible Mm -hmm. for us. And then, yeah. And then your gut, your gut flora also like starts to, it starts to feed the ones that are like ready for more of that. So then your body asks for Mm -hmm. more. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I believe it was on another podcast that I was listening to that they were talking about, uh, you know, this uh, battle to remove vending machines with junk food in elementary schools mm-hmm. for kids. Which I just thought, oh my gosh, vending machines for kids. And that's you know, in the United States here. That's a thing. It's, uh, you know, the kids want change to go to the vending machine to get a soda or something. I'm not sure, even sure what's in the in the machines, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's what school lunch is for, you know, it's, you can control the intake a little bit better with yeah. school lunch. Um, but yeah, it starts early. It starts I early. know. Well, and yeah. I think that, um, I mean, there's so many really good, like nutrition people out there and really good people that are out there on social media right now too, just like doing a good job doing like, um, Hey everybody, like, this is like what kids like to eat. There's, um, I think there's one that's called kids eat in color. And I really like mm. her because I feel like she's just realistic. She's like super upfront about like, this is what I offer my kids. Maybe they don't like it all the time, but like, you know, it's, it's not easy to be a parent right now and like have right. all these um, obstacles. But at the same time, it's like never been more important to try to create a really solid understanding for your kids of what it means to be full and what it means to like maybe eat things in order where they feel good afterwards. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I am a big subscriber to just eating things in order. That's like, okay, make sure you have like your, your protein or your like nuts or whatever first. And like, if we're having, um, you know, like a salad or something like, or pasta on the side, like I want to do the pasta and the bread last, like, Mm. I try to have it be that way. Important. Yeah. Like just kind of have it like the meat and the vegetables in there because then the blood sugar will not spike as high if it already has a little bit of fat and veggies in there to kind of like get the fiber and the fat going. Um, And I just, I just tell them, I'm like, Oh, we just eat it in this order. And like, you know, that's what I do. I don't feel like it's, it's not saying don't eat it. It's not restricting. It's not anything. It's just like, Oh, we like to do it in this order and right. this is whatever. So, you know, it's this the is, whole, uh, you know, finish your veggies first and then you can have the pudding or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just, make sure you eat the real food first. Yeah. Eat yeah. the real food, like make sure you're getting that stuff in. But, um, it's, it's so important to kind of like, you know, between that stuff and then also some, you know, that was never anything that like, I was taught as a kid, but it's stuff that we're seeing now when we're like looking into some of this information on, cause now we have things like continuous glucose monitors and things that people are biohacking themselves in ways that we had never right. even seen before. So it's so interesting to like pay attention to some of that information, dig into the, some of that research a little bit and like mm-hmm. still kind of take the pieces that you think are applicable and doable for your life, you know? Um, right. But between that and then like having a true breathing um, ability or like emotional regulation tools, like things like this for us parents that like Mm -hmm. uh, we weren't taught these things. Like we, those weren't, those weren't in our parents' toolbox and it wasn't their fault, but that it just wasn't. Um, And like, 
you know, the emotional and spiritual connection like may or may not have been a thing for, for a lot of people too. And I think that um, just a lot of these pieces are pieces that I feel like we can pass them down and these kids can be totally different people growing up than, than we what we've seen so far. Like, I think that these kids have a really good shot. I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I have an 18 month old and I feel like uh, the levels of different information and um approaches it's like a it's like a war out there a war zone depending on what you choose and uh you know it's really uh difficult to know what the right way is and um and then of course the personality uh, his personality get to kind of go with that based on the food yeah um i remember before having him i thought well he's not just going to be a peanut butter and jelly only eater but and, and he isn't but i'm finding that he is very uh specific in wanting to eat one thing very easily mm-hmm. and not other things too yeah. easily which has been interesting i'm like well there here comes that isolate food isolation thing where he just wants to eat oh, one yeah. thing and just can't i <laughs> can't let you do it <laughs> i know it's hard yeah. it takes a lot of um perseverance a lot of like checking into yourself just to be like is this really that important right now? Or um, in the whole war zone thing is real. I mean, you get on any mom group and you're like, dear God, like, you know, it's really, (laughs) it it can get so ugly and it's unnecessary. I'm like, from my perspective as being a pediatric person for all this time, I'm just like, things come and go, things ebb and flow. And at the end of the day, like, what's the most important thing to you? And that's all that matters. And if yeah. somebody's going to be like saying something about it, that's a like, you know, I always just that's kind of felt deal. like that's on you. Like it's not, right. you know, it's it's your deal to, to deal yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't, I don't really yeah. get it. Um, but it is, it is hard. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think parenting right now is, is hard, but I also think at the same time we have a lot of opportunity to just infuse a different, a different way and kind of just like, hopefully leave them healthier kids. It's, 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 uh, the struggle's real. Yeah. Like, there's a lot stacked against the parent yeah. that is looking to for live sure. that way. It's not the easy way. I mean, that's <laughs> right, right. It's definitely a plain battle, and simple. That's for sure. Yeah. It's not the yeah. easy way, but it is. I, so if you find that that's important to you, then there you go. Yeah. 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 Now you have a podcast synergy thrive. Podcast? I do. Yeah. It's a synergy thrive podcast. Do you uh, cover these topics? You go through these different um, topics yeah. uh, regarding uh, kids, nutrition, uh, school lunches, that sort of thing. We we haven't been into the school lunch field. That's not okay. off the table, though. But not off the table. We okay. yeah, we definitely um, good conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, we are. Um, we've we've gone into a lot of um, spiritual conversation. We've gone into. Um, calming techniques and and emotional regulation and um, a lot of like self-love conversation with some different guests and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's always, all of our conversations are always geared towards what is going to be good for you as the parent and like helping you be the best that you can be. And then that in effect is always causing a good downstream effect for your kids. So at the end of the day, like anything that we're talking about, um, always has that in mind because to me, this is what it's about. Like my, 
secret weapon is the parents because mm. they have all the power. The kids, as much as you could work with the kids, they don't, they don't have the right. power. Um, and if you know that you have a really like thriving parent, that that's one of their goals is to be feeling good and to be feeling like they're connected to themselves and be on like a good path to whatever their journey is. I always think that that's, they're going to bring their kids along with them. So yeah. 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 Makes most sense for sure. Yeah. And how many, uh, how long have you been doing the podcast? So it's been about a year. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we're loving it. It's really fun. There's been so many good connections and, um, it's been such an awesome way to meet so many really good people that are also out there just like making their mark on the world. And I love that. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's definitely something I enjoy too, is just getting to, it's like, wow, there's so many people doing great things out there. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> well, and that's also the focus of the show. So <laughs> that yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's great. And so as far as uh, the Synergy Thrive method, mm-hmm. uh, a client comes in, you find out their major complaint do an evaluation, maybe some, um, do some workups or some, uh, uh, evaluations through like, um, uh, uh, any kind of analysis or anything like that, like urine, saliva or anything like that. No. So we're, we're really, we don't go into testing, um, as much as, um, it's not like functional medicine necessarily. This is really more of a coaching. So this is really walking through each one of these steps in the, um, in the framework and starting where they feel like they're having the most trouble. Um, I do have a bit of an intuitive gift as well. So I have to say that there have been some times when people are coming in and they're like, I'm feeling, um, honestly, just so stuck. And I don't know why I feel like I'm just having a really hard time around money right now. It's stressing me out. Um, that's, that's an interesting like perspective because they just know they're dealing with a lot of stress and they say that it's for money, but we can kind of work through, um, work through all of the different areas, but we kind of just stick to, um, one at a time and kind of meet them where they are and coach going through that way. I sometimes have had people saying, I feel like if I'm asking them, do you have any, like, let's go through negative thoughts. Let's get through, um, energy here. Like what's going on with this? And they're like, I, it, I'm just, I'm not coming up with anything. And I've had a couple of clients, pe- people that I'm working with say, um, they don't have anything. And then I'm like, you know, what's coming to me is this. And then they'll say, Oh, actually my mom always used to say that to me mm-hmm. or actually, um, I had that happen, you know, at my job. So Right. I like a, left, a left field type of yeah. Thing and so sometimes it's like not completely conscious. Um, right. but I this it's something that I've been working on over the past year. Actually, I'm working with a mentor on that, and I mm. it's been an interesting evolution, and I'm infusing it into this practice because yeah. it Smart. actually gives yeah. an interesting insight. Um, there's been a couple deep um, generational types of pass down thought processes that we've had to kind of like break down and work through. Hmm. Um, it's really healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost so. like, uh, connecting the dots yeah. to make your, your, uh, process and, uh, your ability stronger. It's yeah. like flexing a muscle. You just, you gotta use it. You gotta know how to use it. You know, you can go to the gym and just start working out and you'll, you'll get some, you know, 
toning, but if you work with a trainer or somebody that uh, has some knowledge on that, you really get to refine the approach and, uh, you know, sharpen the intuition. Yeah. You know, so that's, a, and that's really very smart thing to do. It sounds like you already have as a nurse, you already have that, the bedside manner uh, ability to work with clients and, and uh, yeah. you know, kind of uh, empathize with where they're at. Uh, you can take that and then get your impressions off of that. That's, uh, you know, it's gold. It's fantastic. It's a great thing to have as far as a tool belt, Thank you, you know, tool. Um, so as far as uh, clients, then, um, you work with clients online and in person? So everything so far has mostly been virtual. I actually haven't had anybody work with me in person yet, but um, that's not because it's not open. It's just because that hasn't happened at, as uh, so far. But right. yeah, we have, um, some, I just work with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. We're actually about to start venturing into doing a membership where it would be not as intensive one-on-one -on -one time, but more of a group and then have yeah. sessions with people that are also going through similar processes who are also hoping to get some changes and some transformation. So yeah. um, there's always therapeutic benefit in that too, just like helping that validation, feeling like you're going through with somebody too. So um, right. yeah, yeah, that's that's really, um, that's really the two ways that I work with people for right now. Excellent, okay. And yeah. um, so you've had clients that you've worked with um, Anything that stands out as like a, a big uh, success? Do you have any good testimonial or success stories? Yes, I think, um, let me see. One that comes to mind is um, a woman who was really struggling with brain fog and fatigue. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we started um, going through the process of being able to clean up a little bit around, she had a couple things going on, but really um, she started seeing a large shift when she started sleeping a little bit better. Um, she opened up a little bit of her ability to um, start meditating. Like she wanted mm. to try that. That was, that was like on, you know, a little bit further down the road, but she wanted to try that. And so um, as soon as she did that and made a few changes in things that she was eating because she realized that um, she thought she was maybe having a little bit of sensitivity to dairy, which she hadn't recognized before hmm. and cut back on sugar, just like we were talking about earlier. And she had this drastic transformation. So she ended up um, saying one day, I feel like I am like totally different. I'm popping out of bed. I feel like I'm not having as much pain in my body and I feel like I'm thinking faster. And I was like, oh, wow. that's the goal. Like yeah, that's, go. you yeah. like got it. <laughs> and you know, it was all these little shifts that started domino affecting on each other. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's powerful. I think that yeah. people don't always understand how much power they're giving to other people. Right, right. By always feeling like I need to go to someone to fix this for me, or I need to, mm -hmm. I need to do X, Y, and Z. And when you feel like you finally listened to your own body, had some realizations about it, and then fixed something on your own and felt a big difference, that's very empowering. It feels yeah. awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and gaining gaining that uh, benefit, sleep. That is yeah. usually where I start. Even for myself, I. I 
you know, sacrificing a lot of sleep, um, and I know what it's doing, and I'm, I know I'm, I know I'm doing it. Uh, I know the benefits of getting sleep too. Yeah. Um, I, I found that my wounds don't heal as fast. Um, my digestion isn't as good. My mind mm -hmm. is a lot more foggy. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of things. And yeah. I know that if I start leveling out at some point with getting more rhythmic, good sleep, mm -hmm. that I will, um, my automatic healing will start to happen. Uh, you know, my pains will start to go away. Just, just sleep. It's amazing how just aligning yeah. yourself with the right amount of sleep uh, allows the body to do much of the work. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, of course, I'm really, uh, I, I'm pro. Um, uh, programming like you know programming yourself so mm -hmm. yes sleep but also allowing the subconscious to do background work while mm -hmm. you're sleeping while you're awake whenever so asking um like you could say praying or um activating or mm -hmm. just asking yourself to do xyz while you're asleep it's a great time to do it because your conscious just shuts off and your subconscious mm -hmm. is there to do it and I think uh, utilizing that along with nutrition the way you are, it's definitely a, uh, a definitely a good step forward, I'd say, for your clients um, so that they can begin to see in a completely different uh, light how they're living. Uh, and the benefits would probably come pretty quick, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that um, the, the day when somebody just, it's, I feels like, they always say that they wake up and they feel different. And so yeah. it's when you wake up and you're like, huh, I feel like this is better than it was. Like, that's the day that you're like, yes, right. this feels <laughs> good. And I'm going to keep going. Like right. you have that little bit of a change and then you're like, okay, like it gives you the incentive. You want to keep going. You want to see what else there is. I mean, you know, you get super yeah, how curious. How far can this go? Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's, it's infinite. You can keep knowing yourself and figuring yourself out and, listening right. to yourself and you really can uh yeah. just keep going with it so that's awesome yeah, that's good yeah and so you're you're doing this practice you have the podcast mm -hmm. and um you're gonna do uh not well group group therapy i guess or group um courses group coaching yeah coaching okay yeah um and do you uh look forward do you see yourself uh maybe training others to do this method the synergy thrive method I would hope so. I think that, um, you know, down the line, I would hope that this kind of like coaching could be potentially like a health coaching in itself that maybe right. is like a certification. Um, cause that to my mind would make sense. I also feel like in my other world, it's kind of like what you said almost earlier. Like I wish, um, that I could reach more doctors and nurses because mm -hmm. I know that if it makes a lot of sense to me, it's going to make a lot of sense right. to them. And um, I have to still work on that one. But oh, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, just it's realignment. It sounds like um, yeah. the synergy idea is, you know, bringing them all together, but also realigning like your person's, the client's approach yeah. to how they're living. Mm -hmm. And uh, nurses, front the front line could definitely use that uh, just to, they, they probably already know a lot of it, but have they lined it up, you know, well, ABCs of, you know, getting realigned, getting back to, uh, back to your power, you know? Yeah. I think that, um, there was a fair amount of deconstruction I had to do when I started 
doing a little bit of this work because we are taught about our bodies in silos. So it's mm-hmm. like, this is your brain. <laughs> this is your gut. You know, like right. they don't, there are feedback loops for hormones and things like that that are discussed and talked and, uh, or like taught in our education. But, um, you know, it's not, it's not really looked at as this like synergistic whole. It's, you know, if you're calling people for a consult in the hospital, you're calling cardiology or you're calling renal or you're calling psych. And like, that's literally how it's viewed. It's just viewed as like separate and they don't always agree on, you know, each other's ideas. And it's, um, it's harder than you would think it would be. Yeah. (laughs) To align them, to align the different To like uh, get probably somebody down into, they have to like deconstruct a little bit of how they were taught basically. Mm. I think that it's like we are literally viewed, view the body in silos as if it doesn't interact with itself somehow. I mean, we know the body heals itself, but we know these things, but. um, And that's each like specialist, like. uh, Yeah. You're not going to see a guy doing brain work thinking about the liver or anything like that. Like that's not going to be there. It's not going to be their their world. Yeah. (laughs) This fear, right. I mean, there's always um, shades of gray within that, but you know, a lot for, for this kind of like discussion, it's um, I think it's, it just requires some deconstruction of like what you've been taught. It's like a paradigm that I kind of had to break down in order to start to come around to this notion of yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like nurses and, and, Maybe there's just a whole lot of different nurses. Maybe I'm thinking general practice nurses. I'm not really sure what the term would be, but um, I feel like nurses are a little bit more depending on, like, maybe it is depending on the focus, uh, but I feel like nurses should be more uh, rounded and um, all encapsulating the different approaches. Uh, yeah. Because again, they're dealing with the client um, on a longer basis yeah. than the, the quote unquote specialist, the doctor. Yeah. Um, they're there for, maybe I'm, I'm thinking about it in the wrong way. Maybe I'm thinking general practitioner or something like that. To me, I, I don't think that sh- that specialists should be specialists. I feel like the specialist should, yes, conquer, you know, the brain, but then also adapt and develop other skills in other parts of the body to try to unify that approach. And obviously that doesn't yeah. happen, but I feel like, you know, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that, um, I think everybody's different and there's, there's a difference between a general, like a, a care. I'm going to say there's in the world of nursing, a difference between the nurse who's like at the bedside for, um, like in a retirement home. And then mm. like, in a, a, you know, very high, um, like intensity job, like in a trauma, ice, uh, intensive care unit or something like right, those right. nurses are thinking about your body in totally different ways. Mm. And some of them are, you know, and everybody's got their own individual things, but like, you know, yeah, some of them lend themselves more to certain areas because they don't want to do all that touchy feely stuff. They don't want to talk about your emotions. They want you to be right. like, you know, not really yeah. talk. Yeah. Like, yeah. or, and the other ones are like, no, that's, I want to like, you know, talk about it, you know, and I want to get into it. So it's all like, depends what you gravitate to. And there's mm. um, a bunch of, different things you could do. But I do agree. I think that as a whole, 
I wish that this was like the standard that everybody would see that like your body is meant to all work together and that um, some of the basics like sleeping. I mean, we don't do that while in the hospital. We, we wake you up all night. We give you oh, a bath yeah. at four in the morning. Like right. we're just like, we got to get our stuff done. So it's like <laughs> seriously yeah. not wow. uh, the, literally looking at the person who's so sick and you're like, yeah, yeah but I have all rough. these things to do. So it's yeah. um, not actually usually doing the best for That's this really whole point. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Really good point about the sleep. And it's like every three hours, every four hours they're in. Or every one hour, like it just depends uh, how sick you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's and that's where you should be healing, and you really be developing right. that subconscious uh, healing power. And yeah. yeah, definitely, that's a good point. The sleep is one of the biggest factors. So what you'd want rest, rest. Yeah. Yes, I know. know. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Uh, uh, mom of two. Yeah. And you love tea, right? I do. Okay. I do. Random fact. Yeah, random fact. Uh, favorite tea? Um, I have a green tea kombucha tea mm. that is my favorite. So okay. Wow. I do kombucha. like that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you get to travel at all? Or is that something that you um, you know, aren't able to do with the kids? Or um, we, try to, we try to. So um, my kids now are five and eight. So we're a little bit into that place where they're more mobile. They can mm-hmm. like roll their own luggage. Um, <laughs> we're big travelers usually before we okay. had kids. So um, like this past year, we went on a trip to Canada and um, we did a lot of hiking. Uh, we went to the Canadian Rockies. That was probably oh, one of my top house. trips. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've been to a lot of places and that was legitimately. It's amazing. So yeah. beautiful. And uh my kids loved it too. So like we saw all this wildlife um, and some of the places there were very um, just, they were so beautiful that like, I mean, I'm not an emotional person, but I was like, <laughs> like crying. Yeah. It was like so pretty. Um, very cool. Very yeah. cool. A lot of really nice people too. Oh yeah. I love Canada. Canada's yeah. fantastic. Um, I've been to, uh, I'm trying to think where that is now, Whistler. And I'm not even sure if that's the Rockies or if that's, uh, part of the Cascades or whatever it is there. Whistler, which is BC. And then uh, Rocky, what is it? Uh, Glacier National Park. I've uh, been through there, which is beautiful, right just south of the border from Banff and all that. Yeah. And, uh, and Yellowstone, just amazing. One of the, my favorite uh, places I've ever been and has that almost masterpiece Makes you just feel like, uh, yeah, you're going to cry for the beauty of the waterfall in the distance. It looks like a painting. Yeah. You've probably seen paintings with that on there because people have painted it. It's just an yeah. amazing, the, the landscape is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, definitely one of my favorite. Now, uh, do you have a favorite place that you've been, that you've traveled to? Um, well, before I went there, I was my other favorite place was Japan. Uh, we've oh. gone to Japan uh, before kids, but yeah, loved Japan. I loved yeah. uh, Kyoto mm. and um, we went to Kyoto. We went to Tokyo. Um, we were lucky enough that somebody that my husband had grown up with was living in Tokyo mm. because um, yeah, we got off that tram coming off the airport and there was like nothing in English. <laughs> we couldn't oh. find English anywhere. It was all um, in Japanese. And I was like, yeah. well guys, <laughs> what are we going to do? So um that was 
that was a beautiful, beautiful place. And the culture yeah. was amazing and the people were amazing and um, I loved it so much. So that was probably my top place. Um, but yeah, now it's the Canadian Rockies. That's oh, okay. my heart. Oh, so it's now switched. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. I love the Rockies in general, but yeah, uh, further north you go, the more untouched and more dramatic. I think I feel like it gets. Yeah. Um, I love Colorado, but Montana. Amazing. It's just, uh, whew, wow. I know. It's we, wild. we, um, my husband also has his cousins live in Colorado. So we used okay. to ski in Colorado all the time. And mm. so, and I was a person who, even though I was, I'm an okay skier, like I'm fine skiing down the mountain, but yeah. I wanted to hike. They have these little peaks in some of the ski resorts where you don't go all the way up on the lift. You could like hike up a little right. bit farther so that you could see the back of the mountain. And mm -hmm. I would do that with my friends and probably almost kill myself trying to come down the way I shouldn't have been coming down. It was like a triple black. That's not even a thing, but it felt like it to yeah. me. Um, and I, cause I just wanted to see the back bowl cause it was so mm. gorgeous. And yeah. um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I very love, dramatic. Love very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, Recommend. Do you, um, uh, have you worked with um, any nurses at all? Um, would that be um, like your typical client? that you work with, uh, do you see them as uh, people that are already in need uh, or um, are there just seekers? What would you um, say as far as like, who's looking for uh, the synergy method, the synergy I'm, thrive method? The people that I tend to attract are people who are looking to have their message out there. So I feel like they're looking to do something and they feel like they're not feeling well enough to do it. So, and it's ended up being a lot of business, female business owners and um, moms that are right. like, I'm feeling like I want to be a better mom. And I feel like right. crap, or I feel like, I mean, cause that's, that's a giant job. Yeah. And it's one of the most important jobs. It's um, a career too. <laughs> it absolutely you know? is. Yeah. It 100% is. Um, and so, yeah, moms and um, business owners is like who I tend to have worked with so far the most, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and it could be also just the circles that I'm in that are lending itself to that too as well. But um, yeah, I, I think anybody who is just in that place where they feel like they want to feel better is the perfect person really. Right. But, um, I have had, um, I, f I think that the people that are more drawn to it are the people who are the ambitious, like the go, go, go people that are just like doing a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. maybe they're getting a little burnt out and, um, they feel like they have a lot to offer this world and they don't feel like they're good. And they feel good enough to like be on their peak game. And, um, right, right. you know, that's, that's a place where, the rubber meets the road. Like you feel like you have to do something to change. And so that's it. Like, yeah. come work and with me. Would you say that? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and thrive, you know, and thrive. Yeah. <laughs> would you say that uh, the method that you're doing that it, uh, so it clears blocks, like it takes away stumbling blocks that might be in somebody's way from yeah. achieving their true potential. That yeah. sort of thing. Truly um, getting past even just having the awareness sometimes of, let's say, just a simple awareness of a negative thought that maybe it's just on autopilot hmm. and it keeps coming around and coming around and coming around. Um, recently, we were talking to somebody who just felt like she was having all this stress. And we were talking about 
okay, well, what is it coming from? And what's, you know, like, where's it around? She's like, I don't want to open up my bank account. I, I don't even want to like look at my credit card statement. And I'm like, okay, so we're specifically talking about money. We're specifically mm -hmm. talking about money stress, which, um, but that unraveled into a whole other thing that it was like a pattern in her life that was continuing on. And this stress was also making her feel terrible. So she was waking up, she was having panic attacks, like the things mm. that it was causing her. Um, and so, yeah, we needed to kind of like have an awareness around it and then start to go through our process and go through our framework to move through some of this and um, have other tools also. So I like to use breath work to break through some of the stressful patterns that are coming up or even like release some of the emotional things that are coming up. A lot of people have stuck stress, stuck emotion, um, and they can't figure out how to get it out or what to do with it. And so it just keeps coming and coming and coming. So breath work. And um, that's been a very transformational practice to be able to share with people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Breath work, breathing, sleeping, you know, uh, good ways to, to approach the beginning steps. Uh, and uh, now do you, um, you have a website that you uh, have for contact or how do you, um, how do you uh, meet people and work yeah. with people? Um, the best way is through synergythrive.org. And so that's my website. I'm also on um, Instagram and TikTok, but like the best place is really my website. So you can kind of check, we have the things, um, you can also check out our podcast, Synergy Thrive Podcast, and, um, you know, a lot of different information there and links and uh, all of our free stuff is there too. So we have the podcast, which is obviously free. Um, but then we also have, um, we do what I call healing circles. And so we'll have like a free time when we'll have a small group of people come together and we'll be leading through a, a light meditation and some breathing. And um, if people are open to it, I'll even do a little bit of like tap in intuitively to see if they feel like they're struggling with anything that I can get a read on. Um, and that's just quick, like 30 minutes. And if you leave like feeling a little bit more relaxed and more connected, and um, that's kind of just a taste of how we start yeah. to work through things. So, that's great. yeah. That's great. Okay. That's fantastic. So I'll, I'll link to everything in the description for the podcast and YouTube yeah. as well. That way, uh, easy access to it. Well, Perfect. Kelly, thank you for coming on the show today. Great to have you. Thank and, you for uh, having me. We're going to have to listen to the, your podcast as well and, and see what you're, what you're doing there is too. Uh, uh, that is the uh, Synergy Thrive podcast, right? That's correct. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. And, uh, and we hope you have a, a very successful and uh, positive year. Thank you. Same to you. Yeah, thank you. Take care. <laughs>